Racers, builders, bashers, and everyone in between, welcome to the place to be. O Canada RC, the podcast brought to you by Reefs RC, maker of quality RC products. Now let's punt it over to your host, Jeff Lemoyne. Okay, according to Merriam-Webster, the word patina means usually green film formed naturally on copper and bronze by long exposure or artificially as by acids and often valued aesthetically for its color. A surface appearance of something grown beautifully, especially with age or use. Pretty cool little word. And it happens to be at the core of the Instagram handle for our next guest here on O Canada RC, the podcast, RC Patina Guy. Really excited to hear how he came up with that handle. And in a hobby where nothing is off limits, how he decided that Patina would be his thing. Let me tell you one thing before we get into it with him. What he does is really friggin' cool. Stay with us here on O Canada RC, the podcast. Brought to you by Reefs RC for a really cool conversation. All right, guys. So as you heard in the intro, we're giving definitions today. And the first and only definition we've ever given on this podcast was for patina. And um, really excited to have a, a man on the line who has that very name in his not only in his Instagram handle, but it's kind of, it's what he's all about with RC. I'm going to welcome Eric from RC Patina Guy. What's going on, Eric? Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, bro. Um, good to have you on all the way live and remote from San Jose, California. Um, I, I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little jealous of that right now, being up here in the, the cold white tundra of uh, Canada. <laughs> Man, I'm sure it's uh, freezing out there, and uh, <laughs> we're over here with probably I don't know. And today I think it was 72. So nice. That sounds comfortable. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. We've had a mild winter here, um, but it's creeping back in. We're. Um, I was actually watching the weather before we get into things, and they said we can expect a polar vortex to descend on us. So, man, this might be the last podcast I ever do. If if that sounds if that's as critical as it sounds. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be okay. Yeah. Um, listen, man, I'm, I'm really stoked to have you on. Uh, and thanks for your time in advance. Um, you know, I've been on Instagram for a few years on and off and taking another run at this RC thing on Instagram. And, and your, uh, what you're doing on there is kind of, it's, it's very unique and, um, and it's real cool. Um, explain to the listeners what patina is. So patina is a history of the the journey of a, of a vehicle right and, and i mean patina can be on anything that's metal um, right. but for me it's a, it's a journey it's a history it, patina has a um, speaking of automobiles you know you can you can find a car out in the field and and you think man what happened to that car what, what was the history of that mm. and, and the weather and the patina has just embedded that car right and right. so for me it has a lot of history and a lot of um a still good good story behind it and so for that that's for me that's it and, and besides the way it looks i love the way it looks but that's for me that's what it is 
Awesome. Yeah. And so for um, the thing that comes to mind is like a, uh, a classic 60s, 50s car. And, and when I call that classic, I'm dating myself, but you know, classic car that's maybe someone's, it, it's been put away, stored away in a family garage or barn. And then when someone finally finds it, it's, it's that character on, on the chassis and on the, on the body. That's what patina is, right? Whether it's rust or just oxidation or things like that. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because like I used to, um, I'm from originally from uh, Texas. And so, um, you know, always driving to see family out here on the, on the West coast, um, you know, it, it'd be like a 12, 13 hour drive. Mm. And we passed through these barren wastelands and you see all these old trucks and old cars and mm. they had, you know, they're just sitting out there and rotting away. And wow. I always thought, man, what, wonder what happened to that car and why is it there? And so I've always been fascinated about not only patina, but with cars yeah. in general and just all the detail. And, and when I was a kid, you know, it had, I, I was totally into die cast cars. And so for me, all the detail and the, and the miniaturized, you know, version of that, it was amazing. And so that's, <laughs> you know, just, it's taken me, it takes me back now that I'm doing this to that mm. childhood. So that's funny that you should say that. And before I ask you, yeah, exactly how you got into RC and into what you're doing now, when you say like um, hot wheel cars, some of the best ones I ever had were the ones that up here in Toronto, we had, and when I was young, the winters were much harsher than they are now, but the ones that were the best were the ones I'd find in the spring when the snow melted and I'd played with them outside and I'd find one and it was rusting or a window was cracked <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and you thought you lost them. So I, I feel you on that, man. I think a lot of us gearheads uh, can relate to those toy, toy car stories one way or another. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Talk, talking about youth, how, how did this come about for you? Was RC a thing for you, uh, you, you know, when you were, um, when you were younger uh, or was this something that just kind of popped up on your radar? What's, what's your story, man? Yeah, so my first RC was, uh, this is going to date me as well, was back in 1978. I think I was 12 or 13, and my dad bought me um, a Firefox. Nice. I, I don't remember who made that Firefox, but man, I was like, holy, you know, man, that's awesome. That's so cool. And um, ever since that, you know, having the ability to, to control it was yeah for me was blew me away. I was like, this is so cool. And I've always liked cars. Like I said before, you know, I wanted yeah. a goat cart, I, you know, and, and I never got it, but <laughs> the, the RC car was the second best thing. You're not alone, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was my thing is, you know, that's when, that's what was my first experience with an RC car. And then, um, you know, after I, I really can't remember, but I, you know, I played around with it for a couple of years. And then after that, I just, you know, I, grew up and got into other things and and i've always been an artist i've always right. drawn since i was five years old so cool. i always had the pencil in my hand and illustrated and and so i always had that artist background um throughout my life that's cool that's cool man and yeah and that's you know and when people look at your feed on instagram in particular i think it's the best example if they're if they're curious to find out more about your art um you definitely have artistic ability and I don't need to tell you that, but when you see some of the stuff Eric's done guys, check him out on, uh, at, uh, RC Patina guy on Instagram. Um, 
it's wild, man. Like when I think of the way I paint bodies, so I'm into on road touring cars right now. I've got a uh, red cat Wendigo coming. So uh, we'll talk about what I should do in the body of that. But, um, <laughs> sure. but when I paint, man, it's uh, I paint with can, uh, you know, Tamiya paints, I tape off, I mask the best I can. I've played with liquid mask. It's, it's tougher than it looks. So what's the process like for you when you, when you take on a body? Yeah. So, um, I use Tamiya paint as well. Uh, I, I haven't played around with any other paints. I, I don't airbrush. I used to airbrush back in the day. Um, it just has a different feel and look. Right. And for me, the can just gives it a unique, um, texture. And so I use spray cans. Um, the process is, it, it, it's a, it, it's an easy process, but at the same time, you know, I've, I built a certain path to how I create my patina. And there's, there's guys out there that, that also have done it and they, and they're amazing as well, man. I mean, you know, I've seen some of the stuff that that's out there um, with these guys that do of uh, scale. And for me, um, just making sure I usually don't just automatically do a patino. I use a lot of visual reference. I love to use one-on-one -on -one vehicles right. to get that realistic patina look. And so, um, that's, that's part of my process is to do, um, a lot of research, especially when it's going to be for a client, right? And for, for yeah. if it's for myself, then, yeah. you know, again, I'll use reference, but yeah, when it's for a client, I, I'll, I'll really reach out to them, pick their brain and then yeah. say, Hey, look on Instagram, look online, <laughs> find the, your, either it's your own truck or it's a, a vehicle that's out there that you've seen that you're like, man, I want that recreated <laughs> in my, in my DR 10 or in my, um, a crawler or yeah. any, any RC vehicle, right? Yeah, no, that's cool. And when I think of it too, um, and I've been to California by way of Anaheim. So I've not really been to the real California, in my opinion. I mean, Anaheim, when I was there, reminded me of sort of suburbia here. But when I think of California culture, so, so let me clear something up. There are only a few places in the States I would love to live. Uh, New York City is one of them and California is the other. There are places on the West Coast, Portland, you know, May, Oregon, those places look beautiful. But California is at the top of my list. And when I think of it in terms of car culture, I mean, it's like the Mecca from what I've discovered in RC, for sure. Uh, you know, Reefs is out there. I think Losi's out there. All the big guns are out there. Um, but is, is car culture in California, like, A, is it, is it different than other places in your opinion? I mean, you grew up in Texas, it sounds like. And, and, and if it's different, how so? That's a, you know, that's a really good question because when, I mean, I grew up in, in Texas and there was, there's no rust. <laughs> <laughs> True. Right. There's no, right. Yeah. yeah, there's no, yeah. So, um, it was more about, you know, how fast can your Camaro go? And right. it was about speed and, 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 and making it look really nice. And so um, when I moved out here to California, you know, you saw the assault and then you go out to um, Ventura and, and these places mm. that are out there. And then you get closer to the coast in San Diego. I, I, I moved from uh, Texas to San Diego. 
Right. And I noticed a lot more rust and a lot more, yeah, because of the ocean, right? You go sure. to the beach and see these old uh, VWs and Volkswagen nice. buses and, you know, and they had all this patina. I'm like, man, that's so cool. That's <laughs> really neat. You know? And then I, I, you know, so I guess to answer your question, I'm not too much in, I couldn't really tell you exactly. Right? That's fair. Which, yeah. Which fair. That's fair. Yeah. No, that's totally fair. I think, for me, it's like I, from as an outsider and watching, uh, you know, not only the RC culture, you know, low ride culture, uh, the Hoonigans. <laughs> like, oh man, I love that. <laughs> when I see stuff like that, it it, it floats my boat. Um, the only rust, the only reason we have so much rust up here is from the salt on the roads in the winter. So that'll blow your that'll blow your hair back because that's so foreign to you guys unless you're up in the mountains in Cali. Um, you know, you might use sand on the roads. We've used salt on the roads for ages. And so we get a lot of rust. And when they used to make cars out of metal <laughs> and not, you know, fiberglass and plastic like they do today, uh, man, there was a lot of rust. So when I looked at your stuff, the rust I saw up here wasn't as pretty as the stuff you did. That's for sure. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, so listen, man, I was going through your feed too. And I noticed uh, one of the posts that really stuck out to me, and I'm hoping you can tell the the listeners and me a little bit more about this story is uh, there's an RC driver Ford Bronco. And the thing is dope. Um, what's going on? What is the story there, man? So the story behind that little project was um, I was on Instagram and I watch um, Greg on, on, um, on his YouTube channel. Yeah. RC driver online. And I thought, man, you know, this guy, uh, it, it was really about connecting and really you know, seeing who I can connect with. And this, this community of RC um, enthusiasts is, is crazy and it's amazing. And everybody's, you know, really helpful and really nice. And I like to help out as well. And so I thought, man, it'd be cool to connect with this guy. He, I love his videos and, and, you know, maybe we can collaborate on, on a project. And so I sent him an Instagram message and, you know, he wrote back to me and said, you know, um, I'd be love to do this. Um, and so he told me that, you know, he has a, a he has a car from Traxxas or a truck from Traxxas that he, mm -hmm. he would, wouldn't mind doing sure. um, and, and doing this collaboration. And so he sent it out to me and I, he told me, you know, I want it blue and it, it turned out to be a um, Bronco, the Traxxas uh, nice. four, the sport uh, and the four sport. And so, um, he sent it out to me and he said, you know, do your thing. And I said, okay, well, cool, man. This is, <laughs> this is my, this is, you know, I could, you know, I know how many viewers he has. This can kind of, you know, put me a little bit more yeah, out there. For sure. You know? So um, that was the whole, that was kind of the, the mindset I had on, yeah. on his end. You know, he just wanted something like a barn find, you know? So yeah. we both had different goals, but coming together really helped each other's goals out. Well, and when a guy says, do your thing as an artist, oh. I can't imagine there's better or sweeter words out there, man. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> it's like, do your thing. And I'm like, all right, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to do what I want to do. And I'm going to do yeah. how I like it. And, and that's, that's awesome. You know, I don't, I don't do this for the money. I do it because I'm so passionate about, um, you know, RCs and the painting, mm -hmm. and just creating something for someone. And, and then when they receive it, 
uh, they're like, whoa, the pictures don't do it justice, blah, 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 right? And so for me, that's, that's a lot of satisfaction. That's the, that's the payoff, right? That's, yeah, that's got to be real cool. When yeah, I paint a body and I show my wife, she just kind of goes, that's nice, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I, know that's, I know that's for a couple different reasons, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, she's not her thing. And B, uh, I'm, not, I'm not really an artist. So I, I do my two colors and that's it. You're going to say something about your wife there. Go ahead, man. Yeah. No, I was going to say, um, my wife's very supportive. Uh, awesome. So, you know, I, I, I think I used her in a couple of, uh, a couple of photo shoots so I could say, Hey, here's a, you know, I'm, I'm promoting my patina paint job. <laughs> I have her held, you know, I, I, I think I, I, um, what was she holding? She was holding a power wagon and then the other one was, uh, a, um, a scout, uh, a red cat. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. And so, you know, it's, she's like, yeah, go ahead. You know, so, so she's pretty supportive. That's cool. I, I have to say to be clear, cause my wife does listen to these once in a while that I love her very much <laughs> and uh, she does support me in the hobby. So a uh, big shout out to her. <laughs> yeah. All sincerity there, man. You know what? I've had this conversation with a couple guys and if it weren't for supportive wives who realize that, these kind of hobbies are they, you know, with RC, I always say this, she always knows where I am. She always knows what I'm doing and she always knows what I'm spending my money on. So that's right. Um, you know what? <laughs> and it doesn't take much to keep us guys happy. Well, a little bit of leeway there to play with some toy cars, man. That's right, man. Happy um, wife, right? happy life. That's it, buddy. I am <laughs> glad to see that, that, uh, that mantra has made it to California. Um, <laughs> yeah. Listen, man, before, before we keep going, I, I want to have one other photo on your, on your feed. So I'm a closet star Wars nerd. Um, I noticed a Mandalorian inspired crawler. That's oh, yeah, the creeper. It is so sick, man. Um, was that something that you did for you or was that for a client who wanted that? Yeah. So that one was for a client and he is, actually in another country i think man i i can't remember what country he's mm -hmm. from but um okay. yeah he reached out to me um and he said you know i i love star wars and he said can you do a you know uh boba fett and wow. um like yeah sure i love doing <laughs> things i mean for me that's the fun part because i'm recreating something that you know, he sent me a picture of a helmet of the of Boba Fett. Right. And so I'm like, okay, cool. How am I going to do this? What's the, how? It gives me a challenge, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, this is great. And I have a I have a um, vinyl cutter, and I can do my own graphics. And you know, I do a lot of hand painting as well with a brush, mm -hmm. um, with a paintbrush, to get some of those details in there. Yeah, that's and cool. So, Sorry, go keep going. Yeah, yeah. No. And so when he reached out and said, yeah, can you do that? I'm like hell yeah <laughs> and that's awesome because and i'm looking at it close um your style like you know in my opinion that the patina style there's a close-up of the right front fender and you've made it look like and again this is because i'm a big star wars nerd it, you've made it look like it's sustained blast damage which is if anybody's ever watched star wars and they look at boba fett's armor from the original star wars movies it's bang on, man. It's like a, it's like a, a blaster rifle hit it a few times. So it's wicked. Good job on that one, man. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I got, like I said, I, I do a lot of visual reference. I use a lot of visual reference. Um, and so the helmet had a, has a big dent on the, on the, 
top of the helmet. Right. And it has, you know, blasts and dings and dip vents. And so I try to mimic all that in the, in, in the most efficient way on, on the body. So right. what I did with that one was the visor is actually the windshield and then it comes down to the hood and, um, and then even has the, um, uh, I think Boba Fett has some yellow markings on the side. They're like codes. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like tribal markings, yeah, from his people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I, you know, did I painted those on there as well. So I try to, you know, get as close as possible. For me, that's really fun to recreate something in a right. whole different, um, I guess, material. Yeah. No, it's cool, man. Real cool. Um, it. So as I mentioned before, I've got a, I've got a, um, a red cat Wendigo builders kit coming. For me. I wanted to touch on this with you. So for me, that's as close to scale as I've ever gotten. Um, I plan on hopefully doing some bead locks on it, just getting a little bit of an entry into the scale thing, but I really like the functional aspect of it too. Um, so you've done a lot of stuff that scale and crawl crawler type stuff. We talked a little bit about um, no prep. I see some, some, some like, uh, uh, sorry, some uh, drag, bodies and whatnot have you done anything or would you like to do anything in the racing scene or you know maybe the monster truck kind of side of things does that anything ever come across your plate and and if not what would most interest you next yeah so um i received a few clients that wanted their dr10s um painted uh, a few kudas i've also done some drift cars um, the Golf drift car, I just finished doing a GT3 Porsche for a client. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, that one, uh, it's not so much patina, but right. it's, it's like it has soot on it. It has tire marks on it. It's like it's, it's on its last maybe third race. You know, it's not it's past its third race. It's, <laughs> it's on its last race. And, and it's just dirty and it's been hauled on the, on the um, tow truck. And so that's the style that, you know, I'll take it nice. um, as opposed to um, doing something that's, you know, really fancy and shiny. Although I have done that. I, I mm -hmm. did a, um, I did a, uh, what is it? The Cuda. Yep. It was the color chip Cuda, which yeah. was, it was for myself. And the reason I did it is because it's, it, it's, it's like, man, I, I, I go out there and I look at what can be the most challenging thing <laughs> that I can take on, um, you know, that, that will really like just put me out there in regards to a challenge for nice. myself. Nice. And so I did that, that Kuda man, that, that was, man, whew, that was really hard. It's dope too. Cause it's, um, all the lines, like all the very, the, the color, like the separation of the color is so clean that it's, um, it's just, it really stands out, man. Like I, I've talked to a lot of artists, a lot of RC body guys, um, and they're all amazing in their own right. Um, but that's, it's just, you know, every, every one of them, I, I would say there's a piece that stands out for you when you think of them. Yeah. I think that's the one that when I saw that, I had to look at it for a while. Cause I was like, that is so different, man. <laughs> so, yeah. I think, you know, and, and it's funny cause one side is all stripes. Mm -hmm. The other side is, is uh, a green mm -hmm. and then it has a vinyl top on top. And, and so I used a bed liner for that nice. and it got, you know, that, that grainy 
um, a vinyl look. And so that worked out really nice. And uh, yeah, I appreciate that. That's, hey, man. That one was really hard. <laughs> I don't think I'll, I'll ever do hey, that again. If I did that, it would probably look like a bunch of different like Zs and Ss. Like it wouldn't have been oh, straight, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> don't get me wrong, man. That I I messed up that that color um, order. I don't know, like three or four times. I had to start over. And so so I was pulling my hair out. But in the end, it came out the way I wanted it. Yeah. And um, and then um, Chris from Highway One, Chris Via from Highway One, he saw it and he's like, "Dude, I'll buy it for me." Like, that's awesome. I wasn't going to sell it, but okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you were telling me, and this is kind of a little backwards, but as we kind of wrap things up here, you were telling me off air about the first car you did and how you really got into this. And it was a really cool story. And I, I was hoping you'd share it again with the, with the list. Yeah, sure. So um, I think back in, it's been a while. And so what I, I had gone back into our scene, and I bought I bought a, a Basher, I think a Creighton um, 3S, I believe. Yeah, it was a Creighton 3S, and I got into bashing with my kids, and and you know it was fun. And then and then I saw um, uh, Francis from RC Review reviewing all these crawlers, and I thought, wow, that's cool, you know. And so I wanted to get into um, that experience of crawlers, and I bought my first. I think it was an Enduro. Right. Nice. And then I nice bought a Gen right. 8. Yeah. So that Enduro, I saw uh, some bodies out there on online and people painting. And I thought, man, that'd be cool to do a patina one. And uh, so what I did is I bought a power wagon and I thought, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm going to do some patina on it. I'm going to do some holes into it. I'm going to do some rust. I'm going to just do everything that that I want on this power wagon, you know, with the cab and the bed and the fenders and everything. And so um, I did it yellow and black. It was yellow with um, black fenders. And that was kind of my first one. And so what I did after that, I thought, um, I want to put some lights on it. But, you know, I'm not too, I wasn't too savvy in, in all the electronics sure. taking it apart. So I took it in to a hobby shop and had them put the lights on. And the owner, he, um, he told me, wow, who did that, that patina stuff, paint job on it? And I said, oh, I, I did it. You know, I'm just messing around. <laughs> I wanted to do that. And he's like, dude, that is so cool. You know, you could actually like do this for people and they'd pay you. And oh, yeah, so for me, I'm like, what? No, really? <laughs> you know, I see all these fancy cars out there and, and these guys that, that paint, like they, you know, they, they use liquid masks, they use masking, they use exacto blades. I mean, they do, you know, this is an art. I'm like, there's no way, you know, patina, really? And I said, okay, well, so it's, it got me thinking after I left. And I'm mm -hmm. like, huh. So I thought, why not? And yeah. so I just, you know, jumped in there, created a website in a week. Um, uh, I think a week later, I got my LLC and I thought, man, you know, why not? You know, I'll nice. do this little hobby. I'll create a little business and see where it goes. And man, it's just been, been a blast. That's and so awesome. that was kind of my first experience with, with, um, you know, <laughs> you know, and, and, and having somebody in the hobby industry, you know, that owns right. a store tell me that, you know, Hey, this is, this is really good, you know, because and, you don't, you don't have any gauge. Right. Right. And if you don't mind me telling, do you mind me telling the listeners who it was? Oh yeah. Yeah. Go for it. 
So it was, you told me, when you told me this, I thought this was real dope because I've talked to him. So this was Jason from uh, JJ Custom. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, guys, that guy's got passion and, and he's again, a local guy, obviously close to you there. And uh, when I heard you, you say that, I was like, have a guy like that look at your first body and go, man. And to say what he said is, uh, that's a trip. So yeah. um, Jason is cool. awesome, dude. And he's yeah. always backed me up and he's been a positive force um behind me you know i i get all my my um my bodies from him and my pain and it's so we have a really good relationship that's cool he's a good guy man yeah we're gonna get him back on the podcast big shout out to uh jj customs they do some sick stuff too buddy and um i'm just looking at that power wagon here too with the the rust on the front driver's fender like there's some i don't know if it looks like holes did you actually punch yeah. holes in to make it look like the rust had eaten right yeah, through yeah I, I i tear them up and i you know I, that's I, awesome yeah it's it's fun and then <laughs> and i go in there with um with a paintbrush and yeah you know, there's not just the cans i since i don't airbrush it um because it's a different style and it has a softer when you use an airbrush i uh, know i'm not knocking airbrushing at no, all not you at all some crazy amazing stuff but for me and the way i like to do it i just use a can and then i'll use um some acrylic paints and to give it some some really fine details yeah no we got we have a pretty strong crawler scene up here and um a lot of terrain and i know guys have seen your stuff and to have one of your bodies on a crawler the cool thing is about it that might make you cringe is they would want to run it all the time because it looks so cool and it's so realistic. It looks like it's like we talked about off the top, like it's got a journey and a story to tell. Um, right. But when I look at that stuff and I think of the crawler scene up here, um, I think it's something that uh, more and more guys are going to be going for that look because it just, uh, yes, it's nice to have a clean, everything's perfect, body to scale, but if you're really into crawling, it's kind of like you want the truck to look like it's been through some wars. So, uh, right. Yeah. And uh, so, and just to add to that, you know, a lot of my bodies, definitely all of them that I know of are not shelf Queens. <laughs> so <laughs> that's good. The way, the way I paint them is I paint them from the inside, um, in, in a silver to get that metal look when, but I usually paint them on the outside. So all nice. the things are done on the outside. Nice. Um, and so that, you know, so when they, you know, turn over or they get scratched, it just adds to that look, to that wear and tear. Because, you know, the, even if the paint does scratch off, you'll see the silver underneath. And that's the whole point of me doing that is, yeah. I, you know, I use different silvers. I might, I might paint some, you know, some rust on the inside so that when it does turn over and does, you know, get scratched, then man, it looks even better. <laughs> True, man. It adds to it. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. I mean, some guys cringe um, at the fact that their bodies will be actually raised to run, but uh, you know, it's refreshing to hear that because, you know, I think that's, you know, it's part of this hobby. These aren't models, they are functioning vehicles. So yeah. you know, to take them out and display them and add to them is, is part of it. It's real cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's awesome. I, I've, I've done, I'm, I'm doing a few coming down the pipeline that are um, DR10 drag bodies, but I'm doing them as sleepers, like just old, nice, you know, patinaed, you know, sleepers. And so, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I think a lot of people are getting more into that. And that's um, cool. Yeah. As opposed to these, you know, like 
shiny bodies, right? Oh, yeah, they, man. they crash and they flip over <laughs> and turn, you know. Well, I did it for be the love bug, like total patina. Yeah. But that's the psychological warfare of drag, which I love coming to the hobby is where you show up at the strip and you got a car that just is unassuming. It's not flashy, but maybe you've got some crazy power under it. So yeah, man, staying true to the sleeper, the sleeper theme, that would be cool to see. Yeah. And I love doing uh, DR10 bodies. I mean, they're especially, you know, and like this the 60s through the the 70s right yeah um, anything above that yeah i'll do but usually it has to be at least 20 years old to, awesome. to have that history and that patina so i'm i don't know i i you know i'm i'm an old guy so <laughs> <laughs> so nah, any, anything you know i grew up in the 70s and, and i was born in, in 68 so yeah I'm, I'm 53 years old and you know, act like a 15 year old, right? It's all good, buddy. If I, 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 I always say I was born in the wrong decade. I was born in 76 and I, I kind of feel like I should have grown up in the seventies. Uh, <laughs> so I hear you. I feel you. That was, it was a, it looked like it was a good time, man. So listen, um, I really want to thank you for your time, Eric, for being on man and listeners guys, check out RC Patina guy on Insta, uh, hit him up info at rcpatinaguy.com. If you, you've got a body or a job you want to you do, I'm sure he'd be happy to chat with you about what you need uh, and what you want. Um, Eric, again, thanks, buddy. I hope you'll come back on the podcast, man. It's been good. Oh, definitely. Jeff, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And, um, I, you know, I, I listen to your stuff all the time, too. So I appreciate awesome. it, bro. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right, man. We'll talk again soon. Enjoy some sunshine for me down there, and we'll uh, take care, bro. All right. Thanks, Jeff. All right, man. And that was a cool chat with Eric from RC Patina Guy. Uh, again, really stoked that he made the time for us uh, out of San Jose, California. We're joking about the weather and how good it is down there. But, uh, you know, what's good down there is what you're doing, man. So keep it up. Uh, if you haven't checked out Eric's Instagram profile, please do. Again, it's easy to remember. It's at RC Patina Guy. And um, see the stuff that he does, man. The story he told about JJ Custom and Jason and... Jason giving him that vote of confidence to send him into building a website that night and start kind of on this journey was super cool. And it's something that we hear a lot across the hobby. So if you're out there and you're plugging away and you're thinking about taking things to the next level, then, you know, hopefully that's some motivation for you. I particularly loved how he said it's not about the money for him. And that's how a lot of success starts, whether it's in RC or any other industry in your life or a time in your life, it's finding that passion and running with it. Um, and speaking of passion, uh, I'm super passionate about you guys, my listeners. Um, and I'm appreciative always when you provide comments and feedback on the podcast. So big shouts out to all of my listeners. Really, really appreciate the feedback you give. Um, and my last episode, I did have a RC cry for help and it was, asking you guys how you're using this hobby to stay sane in these times where we're a lot of us are restricted at home and we can't leave. Um, we can't see people that we love. And, um, I got a lot of comments, general comments about, uh, wrenching and working on your craft and, uh, getting your vehicles ready, your cars ready for whatever it is, uh, no prep drag or the racing season or, you know, the dirt track season or anything. And one guy who deserves a shout out, uh, a loyal listener, Shane Saylor um, on Facebook, who always has a, a friendly comment and words of encouragement. 
uh, sent my way in the podcast. And he says, Oh, Canada RC podcast. I'm as sane as one can be. Thank goodness for no prep drag racing, something peaceful about racing, stay safe and keep up the great work. So big shout out to Shane. Thanks for that comment, man. Um, it really means a lot when guys reach out and tell me what they're doing and in the hobby. And I love to hear from you guys. So, uh, keep it up please. And let me know. Um, I had another comment earlier from Duh, it's your boy, the RC King. And he had commented about the Holmes Hobby motor that I'm getting for the Red Cat Wendigo. He said he has one. He loves it. And uh, that was encouraging for me to see and hear. Um, some other shout outs from around the web and things that are worth highlighting. Uh, Cedar Valley RC, CVRC on Facebook. Big shout out to you guys. Matt Brace, a.k.a. MR Custom Painting has really got the um, the Fortech uh, race scene off the ground in his local area. And I'm really, uh, I'm excited for him and everybody there following him on Facebook. It, Facebook, if you don't follow him and you're into carpet racing or just curious about what it takes to get up and racing, follow CVRC, uh, Cedar Valley RC-CVRC on Facebook. Um, it's awesome to see the success. I think the last post I saw said they had over a hundred racers signed up for the club. That's fantastic. And that's what we need to keep this hobby going, man. So once again, big shout out and thanks to Eric and uh, keep listening. We'll have more great interviews coming your way. As a matter of fact, we got one more coming right up here. All right, y'all, welcome back for the Reefs RC Change in Direction and brought to you by Reefs RC, obviously, maker of quality RC products. No matter your next bash, line, flight, or race, make it a good one with a quality Reefs RC servo. Visit ReefsRC.com today. And for the final segment on this episode, I wanted to talk about something a little bit different. And this is going to be a one-off, just me talking to you. But again, I want to hear from you after this for sure, because this is something that no matter what you are doing in this hobby, it's something you deal with every day. It's something that stares at you and you wish you could make it better every day. Um, sometimes it's really, really good. Sometimes it's just a disaster. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about your bench space, man. I just came from my area where I have dedicated space resources to wrench on anything I want. Now, for me, it's a small space, but it's efficient. And what I mean by that is I've got some nice shelving. I've got some good floor space, ample bench space to wrench on one rig. But there's challenges. As you guys know in this hobby, you know, kits come in waves, parts come in waves, especially these days when shipping is such a challenge. Um, and sometimes your bench can be empty. Sometimes you can have one vehicle there and you have one simple thing to do on it. And other times you've got multiple rigs, you've got multiple projects, there's things you want to do and things get out of control, man. And I equate this for RC, for gearheads, to the same problem that you have in your kitchen. Everybody has one of these, the Tupperware bin. 
the Tupperware drawer where you've got all the plastic containers and things you use to make your kids lunches and all that. And it just turns into a rat's nest. Sometimes it's just a mess. You can't even find a single lid. This is the RC equivalent of that. So my mission and I choose to accept it will be to go into my, my wrench area to my bench area and start to kind of retool that space. So right after this recording, that is my next mission. Now I need to do this before I wrench. And, and there's a reason I need to get on this because I've got two rigs coming. I got two builder kits coming and I'm going to have to get myself organized. That'll bring up the stable to four cars, the two on roads that are there, the uh, Tamiya TTO2 and the uh, X-Ray 2019 T4. They can sit nice and neat away on a shelf. But the big car I got coming in is the Red Cat Wendigo. And I've also got a Tamiya M08. So I want to know from you guys, how are you getting organized in your bench space? We've all got time. We've got tons of time, nothing but time right now. So how are you getting organized? What are some tips and tricks for getting organized? I've got one of my biggest problems is I've got my race toolbox right now. I don't have a hauler for my cars, but I've got a three level toolbox. It's a DeWalt and uh, it takes up a lot of space in that area. Sorry, I'm just going to pause for a little sip of 40 Creek here. Mm. Oh, that's good. It's my birthday today. I don't know if I mentioned that. So uh, we had a double shot of 40 Creek. So happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to you if it's your birthday out there too. So yeah, small segue there, but let's get back to that. For me, the challenge is floor space with having my race kit with me. I don't really, really have anywhere else to put it. I could put it in my garage, but it's pretty cold in there and it's not accessible. So what are you guys doing? What, what are some tricks and tips you do to get things off the floor? When you're not working on a rig, where do you store it? I've seen amazing, just like all of you guys, I've seen amazing uh, display shelving units that guys have posted on Facebook. There's so many ideas. I've seen guys with massive spaces for work, work benches, uh, RC Rebels. I'll give him a shout out. He's got a really nice setup. Uh, guys like uh, Tony CC has got a setup. My man Pablo G, well, the guy's a fabricator, so he's got lots of room in his shop, although maybe he'll tell me otherwise. I think that room's filling up on him because he's got some projects on the go. But for me, if you feel my pain, I got a small space. How are you using that space to the best of your ability. Uh, there's nothing drives me nuttier than a, a disorganization, whether it's in RC or in life or in work or whatever it is you're doing. I like to have a nice organized space. You know, as I look at this podcast setup, I've got my mic nice and secure to the left of me, a single light on my laptop, my whiskey, my iPhone, and nothing else in the way. And, and yeah, that might sound a little inattentive, and maybe it is, but you know what? When it comes to stuff that you enjoy, you want to be organized so that when you're working on cars, you can find the right tool, you can find the right spare part, you got enough space so you're not dropping stuff or knocking bodies off of hooks on the wall. So yeah, the point is organization 2021. Let's go new year. How are we going to get organized on those benches, man? I want to hear about it from you. I'll send you some pics of the before and after what I'm doing in my space. 
but I'd love to hear from you guys. Hit me up at OCanadaRC on Instagram. Same hash, same tag on Facebook at OCanadaRC. Check out my page. Leave me a comment under this uh, where you found this podcast or send me a voice message as well. And I encourage you, if you haven't already, whether you follow me on Spotify, iTunes, Google Chrome, um, let's see, trying to think of some of the other ones. Well, Anchor FM, no matter where you follow me, if you can subscribe, put on your alerts so that you know when a new podcast um, episode hits. And uh, yeah, man, leave me a note. Want to know what you're doing to get organized on your bench. Outside of that, um, excited, excited for next week's guests. All I'll say is that I'm hopeful it'll be a returning guest. Uh, I like to check in on my boys and see what's going on. And hopefully someone local, hopefully from the GTA, um, you know, in all this COVID lockdown nonsense, I want to know how my local guys are managing their RC addictions. So um, I hope you're hanging in there wherever you are. I'm hoping this is going to be a big week for me. I'll have the Wendigo Builders Kit coming in, and we have the MO8 chassis coming in. If both of those hit, it's going to be busy. We'll have an extended podcast. I'm going to get Pablo on when I get the Builders Kit and sort of do a maybe do a bit of an Insta Live version of this because Pablo is, uh, let's just say he's tamed the Wendigo. <laughs> he's got one. He's done a lot of work to his, and I'm going to be leaning on him for some advice and tips. So hopefully it's a big week. Hopefully the next podcast you hear has me introducing some new projects to the table and hopefully the table's organized too. So in the meantime, everybody stay safe, be well, and hit me up with a comment. Let me know how you're working on your bench. Let me know what you want to hear on this podcast and take good care guys and gals. We'll talk to you soon.